Our American Dream and Americanism by Jerry L. Rhodes' Peaceful Evolution to Prosperity for All Americans. Our America is the feeling of freedom in the land of opportunity. For risk and reward, to learn to earn, to work ethically and patriotically for the good of ourselves and the country. With forethought of sharing the rewards of free enterprise, by treating our fellow citizens and legal immigrants with respect and honor within our laws and rule of law. Deemed Americanism to fend off all other negativisms. It's the feeling, good when we get up in the morning and can decide what we're going to do that day, who we're going to see and what we're going to say. It's the feeling, that we can make a difference. It's the feeling, we can produce our product, we can sell our produce and we can benefit from our hard work, unhindered. It's the feeling, when we help our children with their homework, so they will be able to use their knowledge for growth, for maturity, for the good of the country. It's the feeling, when we send them off to school, knowing they will receive a concerned teacher's attention, sensitivity and guidance. And knowing as they grow up, they will thrive on their freedom to communicate, to express themselves, to direct their own destiny. It's the feeling, when they graduate from grade school, junior high and high school that they are taking the steps towards a better life. And when you give their hand away in matrimony, that happiness shall be theirs. For together as husband and wife, they can create the same and even more opportunities for their offspring. It's that feeling, when, we can unchain our dog and watch her run free for at least a little while, to watch the look on her face, when she's released from the shackles, and the sadness that reappears when she must be chained. Our America, is the freedom of choice to buy the bread we want to buy, to acquire the goods we can afford to acquire, to invest the capital we have saved, in ventures we want to take for the good of our family and our country. Our America, is being able to communicate in writing, speaking and in whatever form, language takes, our opinions, our thoughts, our prayers, our visions and our dreams to those who want to listen, and to those enemies of the American way who in themselves have not discovered the America dream. Our America, is the blooming rose which has the freedom to grow towards, a clear sky and a warm sun, being able to complete its cycle from bloom to plumage to autumn to a dormant grave, only to rise again. Our America, is the personal commitment to grab opportunities which will better the country and to set an example for those who follow. What you give, must be proportionate to what you take, or the erosion shall remove the sky, the sun, the earth from our grasp. For in our America, and the world resources are limited, the energy, though absolute, is redistributed by our wills. The more astute, the freer we are to create, the better the use of the resources. And left in God's hands, through our America, we create good will, good products, good people and peace of mind. Our America, oh yes, our America, the vision of the poet, the words of the order and the minds of the leaders be kind, be patient, be wise, but above all be humble to the reasons and the heritage of our freedom. Lead us not into revolution, but deliver us from evil ventures and purposes, for thine evolution to prosperity for all, is our America, the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. We the people find it self-evident that we must work, to earn equal opportunity and equity in pursuit of prosperity for all, to keep America, the bountiful, great. Act not for the good of your party. Act for the good of the American dream. Amen. Good morning, America. This is Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Today's topic, what makes America the greatest and most vulnerable. Number one, free market enterprise, not just pure capitalism or socialism, but Americanism. Monetary capital working with human capital to build enterprises, where America is vulnerable, allowing oligarchs or monopolies or monopsonies to take over our media, social media, and distribution systems. Number two, 
enterprising American workers, not just robots called bots, but real live human beings, pursuing happiness through work for family, lifestyle, in other words, of a successful standard of living, not just being rich and famous, ending in divorce and broken families, but just the opposite. Where America is vulnerable is the capitalist investors aren't sharing. The wealthy are not sharing within the enterprising system with the enterprising workers, resulting in union strikes and destruction of our productivity system. So in other words, what we have here is a watering down of the strength of what I've, I'm calling Americanism, where ca- capital, monetary capital, and human capital come together every day in our enterprises, small, medium, and large. We're losing that traction because we're battling each other within the two-party system where I'm proposing that we have a third party representing enterprising Americans, not a labor union, not a fraternity, but a third party that is an enabler for pulling America together, not dividing it the way things are being done now. It really is the solution by building our foundation upon what makes us great, which is free market enterprise. Number three, ownership of property and businesses, which I'm calling enterprises, starting small and growing in prosperity and security, such as you own your own home, automobile, you have investments in an education, property, stocks, savings accounts, and retirement security. Where America is vulnerable is where our democracy is dominated by the golden rule. Those with the gold rule, and currently they're ruling with debt and deficit spending that is beyond liquidation. So what happens in in the enterprise or business world if you get in that point where you are insolvent uh, and then become bankruptcy because you cannot pay your current liabilities of $31 trillion. You keep raising the debt limit beyond uh, conceivable uh, liquidation, and you're losing the uh, international or global balance of trade. Four, having a say in life's successes and problem solving. Being a problem solver, not a problem maker a great team member, and a winning organization or free enterprise business, either your own or someone else's, giving you the opportunity of ownership and profit sharing. When our government officials are being the checkers, not the enablers of expanding the gross domestic product and reducing or amortizing debt and interest, and fixed burden costs created by more laws and more regulations, endangering the profit motive of the free market enterprise. 
In other words, government is the largest employer and the least accountable and the most uh, controlling in a free market. Five, having a vote in elections that are secure, where America is vulnerable due to a two-party system and gridlock, crying out for an alternative, calling for better leadership, where America is vulnerable due to not having a secure system by allowing everyone to vote regardless of citizenship and proof of that standing. Supposedly, in a democracy, anyone can run for office in a free country, but only those with the gold can run everything from mayor to governor to senator to house rep to president. Six, we must produce our products, not just sell them. Where America uses its small to medium-sized enterprises to create better products and processes before we start giving away our technology and trade agree- with trade agreements without capturing gross domestic product that exceeds our fixed overhead spent on big government and the war machine. <clears throat> America is vulnerable for not truly being the peacemaker to the world of autocrats and warlords who want to steal our prosperity for evil purposes. Seven, having leadership that is experienced in the first six successes despite vulnerabilities. Our leadership in the world is where America is most vulnerable. We have become the enabler of our competitors to own the supply lines as we have became have become the wholesalers and retailers for their products, which really originated as our products, using our inventions, technologies, and ideas by reverse engineering, engineering our profitable products and selling them back to us, plus shipping, distribution, and marketing costs. So in other words, we've given away this, the trade secrets and they made them better, raised the price, added shipping and distribution costs to that, and all of a sudden we have a trillion dollar per year loss of profit. It's not just a trade imbalance, we're losing money every year, and have been since World War II under some of these crazy trade agreements that were negotiated by politicians, uh, not business people. None of the, of the decision makers in, the, in those instances had ever invented a product, started a business, paid, covered a payroll, and made, made the company profitable. So, how do we reverse this challenge to our sovereignty, solvency, and number one position in the world? America needs an offensive game plan of quasi-reorganization first, which means that we're going to cut fixed costs down to the break-even point. And right now, the biggest fixed cost is the cost of government. That's what drove businesses overseas 
not just that it was lower labor costs and then we say it was child labor in China and Vietnam and the Indochina countries is false. Because now if you go and look on these videos, they're very prosperous. Everyone's working. And who are they working for? They're working for usually an autocracy or a warlord or a dictator. And they have very low overhead because they don't have unions. They don't have all of the regulations that have been heaped on American businesses. So we would have to cut our 24 million government workers, leaving aside the first responders, and get our fixed costs, which is, is cost of government because they're not producing anything except laws and, and more regulations. So we need to get down to the break-even point. That's the way it's done in, in American businesses that are troubled. Um, uh, former, he wasn't former president, he ran for president. Romney, his company specialized in taking over businesses, cutting their fixed costs down to the break-even point till they made profit and then sell them off. America needs to do the same thing under an offensive game plan, and it's called quasi-reorganization, Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Code. I've been told, oh, the federal government cannot go bankrupt. Well, within the Constitution, it says that the government shall not spend more than it takes in. So, interpreting that, yes, we can do a quasi-reorganization game plan. So, we have to correct the mistakes of past administrations, presidencies, legislatures, House, Senate, gridlock, all those things that have caused... America to be in this position. And the current structure of our institutional branches of government have to be accountable. Instead of having two parties gridlocked and vying for control, we have a, we will have a three or multiple party voting system with a third party swing vote that keeps our strengths in the, front, in the forefront of our national priorities, an international platform, being peace with strength of our natural resources, inventive small businesses or enterprises, and growth for the world gross domestic product, thereby solving poverty, hunger, using humanism. Okay, well now you read that, what are you really saying here? Humanism is to prevail over the other isms, the racism, Marxism, fascism, all of those negative connotations and gaining bad results. It's humanism where we, as a team, uh, format our efforts according to objectives. What do we want to accomplish? We want to take back the trade imbalance. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to look at the current situation, what, what's causing us to lose the trade imbalance. Well, like I said, we have allowed somehow the technology and the trade secrets to 
be picked up, stolen, or um, an American company is now located in those countries. And for some reason or another, the technology and trade secrets leak out and picked up, reversed engineered, such in China, and then the price at, at the price, higher price, because the it's not child labor. It's 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 individuals in China pursuing the China dream. And they have a China dream. They have a China capitalism and they have a China, China socialism. But it's not built on the same concept of free opportunity. So not everyone is equal here or there. But the pursuit of profit and the profit sharing is all based upon a central government. So it's a down, it's government down, not government up. It's not government of the people, for the people, by the people. It's for the government, for the Politburo, by the Politburo, of the Politburo. So their version of enterprise is not freedom. We have democracy. In China, they have autocracy. The difference there is that all individuals in this country are free to choose. In those countries, they are assigned, and they are now a part of an army, not a part of an enterprise. And so the dynamics of this is we will win every time if our game plan is organized and focused on objectives. So what's our objectives? Cut fixed costs. Well, what are the big, biggest fixed costs for trade? Well, it's shipping. You know, now we're trying to get it from a far-off country, such as China, across two seas and get it to the ports, the 20 American ports in this instance, it's, it's happening all over the world, but China has 5,400 cargo ships. They also make the containers that they put the products in. And there are other countries utilizing their ships and their containers. And they ship through both oceans to the East Coast and the West Coast, and they're charging us shipping. It's not loaded pricing. It's... It, it's loaded pricing, not landed pricing. So in other words, we're paying for the products at their price, which includes now the technology it took to reverse engineer it and make it better and selling it to our wholesalers and retailers plus shipping. So it's landed cost in the pricing. So we're now absorbing the cost of getting it from there to here. And then we are also absorbing the cost to unload it onto our um, uh, semi-trucks and our rail, railroads, railroad cars, and then covering the cost of getting it to the wholesalers and retailers distribution system. So by the time it gets to that point, We've lost money. What we need to do in this trade agreement 
or it's got to be more dynamic now than a trade agreement. It has to be with a quasi-reorganization agreement with the companies in this country. This is our game plan. That At this point, they're supplying. We're not going to change that supply line quickly, but we can change how we uh, pay for their products. So now... We reverse, we're not reverse engineering, we're reversing the very cost of distribution back to the supplier. And in doing that, their costs rise, and you say, well, they'll just increase the price. Well, that's, that's their problem. They then have to manage their costs better rather than just pricing on the basis of plus landed costs, and we lose the money. So what would this take? Well, this takes leadership. This takes a whole strategy that we turn the tables on those that export more to us than, than import from us. And in doing so, we then go back to making money on our technology, ideas, and enterprises. So now we're, not, now we're playing enterprise, monopoly board, not uh, a monopsony board which allows China to dictate prices plus shipping plus distribution done by us on their schedule. So if their ships don't make it across the ocean quick enough, then we hurt for our distribution system. So they're going to have to be held accountable for the time it takes, for what it, what it costs once they get it here, to be covered within the trade agreement. We're not going to erase global trade. The world has shrunk to the point that it's, it's, it's a dynamic that we need to utilize to teach the rest of the world free enterprise because they're not practicing free enterprise. They're practicing oligarch. Uh, enterprise, where in China, the large Chinese companies are <coughs> uh, committed to Xi Jinping and the Politburo. So they have a monopsony where the government is controlling everything. The monopsony is the other side of monopoly. They're utilizing their oligarchs as monopolies to allow a monopsony then to sell everything, they'll they'll basically buy it at wholesale and sell it to us at at, at retail, and now they control the flow of profitability in gross domestic products, because in the process they their GDP has grown from in the hundreds of thousands to now into the trillions, fourteen trillion over the last twenty, thirty, forty years under three or four five presidents that had no idea what they were doing on a global basis. And it's, this is not a shooting war, this is a trade war. We're losing, they're winning. So we have to, with our quasi-reorganization, cut our fixed costs, get rid of this, the size of this government we have at all levels, and all of the 40,000 bills that are proposed every year by these legislatures with no vision of how we're going to win 
the trade war. Because our country is great. This is what it says. What, what makes America the greatest? But we're vulnerable for non-accountable government and unaccountable leadership. Because we've allowed the two parties to blame each other. And both parties would just as soon be the only party. They would like to have eight years and then extend it to another eight. <coughs> and the red and the blue parties fighting the McCoys and Hatfields is what's ca causing us to lose our vision. And our vision is, is that within the Constitution and, the, and democratic government, which is not intended to be top-down, it's meant to be from bottom-up, according to our founders, and the way the Constitution was written would support uh, from the grassroots up to Washington, D.C., or our state capitals. Well, what, what has to change there? Well, the Republic has 50 uh, separate enterprises. Each state has its own responsibility for managing its own gross domestic product. To be profitable, they have to imp implement the same concept I'm talking about uh, globally, is the governors have to be accountable for the leadership of a game plan of quasi-reorganization in their state to start a, a, establishing accountability. They have to be measured right now. No governor is measured by anything except the votes that they can, they can attract by spending more money than their opponent. And they don't come up with any game plan for increasing their gross domestic product. Matter of fact, one doesn't know what the other one is. We need to have them competing for the one with the best gross domestic product and the best trade balance and the lowest divorce rate, the lowest abortion rate, the lowest number of guns in circulation, analytics that would not only measure financial success, but societal success. Right now, none of this is done. So the whole plan of quasi-reorganization has to establish accountability at every level, down to the mayors and the county commissioners and to the school boards, and everybody's operating as if we're um, the NFL because we're going to have a Super Bowl and we're going to find which state is the best at leadership managing the processes that haven't been set up yet. We literally have to set up our measuring instrument, which is now going to be the cloud and, and the, the software and, and um, the what do they call it, blockchain software, so we can track everything individually and it all grows up into a, a measuring stick for each governor and each mayor. So they now are held responsible, not for a budget that is cash in and cash out, and all of them would have a deficit if they, because they include borrowing in the, in the cash in side. It's, it's, it's been admitted in certain states that were gonna said they were gonna to go to generally accepted accounting principles. What does that mean? 
Well, that means no longer is, is the incurred debt, short-term current debt and long-term debt, not included in a set of financial records. So we can measure on the accrual basis where we are using generally accepted accounting principles because you're recording what you owe, what you have coming in, and what you're spending. That then would report your surplus or retained earnings. We're talking about earnings. Each state now is a, a, a giant enterprise which we would not call a monopsy or a monopoly, but a, 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 a free enterprise system where each state is winning the, the trade war for their, for their workers. They're enterprising Americans. They're enterprising Americans are risk takers. They're willing to risk going with a certain set of companies that are within that state. And those companies need to be measured on the same basis as I'm saying we're going to measure um, governors. Presidents of companies need to have some responsibility for how they are sharing the wealth that they're creating and how it affects the stakeholders as well as the shareholders. Are they a good participant in the society of their state? for not-for-profits, churches, institutions that support uh, the needy. So, and, and the whole goal is to reduce the number of, of needy, uh, which would also be a, a criteria of how, how much are you spending on the entitlements, the unemployment, the disability, the food stamps, the 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 uh, minimum wage, uh, those entitlements that we have labeled as giveaways would no longer be giveaways. They are all a part of a benefit system that enterprising, risk-taking Americans would receive as they, it's called risk and reward, within the, t- the tenants, 10 tenants of Free enterprise, it specifies how there is a whole system of sharing in the gross domestic product of a particular company, of a particular county, a city, and state. And then annually, based on this blockchain software, we can do it now because we have the technology to do that, we're measuring and holding accountable at every level of the republic for the purpose of producing profitability, which is then shared with those that are taking the risk and making the Maharishi. We've got to go there tomorrow at 1130. They've demanded that they have the results of uh, 